Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. I know encouraging news is very, very uh, sparse, few and far between. A lot of times when we watch the news and TV and all that, it can be very discouraging. But I have some encouraging news for you today from Nancy in Virginia. She had called for prayer and was really struggling because she had retired in a couple of different scenarios, retired from working, but she was looking for a new job. And after receiving prayer, God provided the perfect job for her within a, just a couple of hours of receiving prayer. So I just want to encourage you today that God has answers to prayer. And I like to say it this way, God has more answers than we have questions. God has more provision than we have needs. God has more solutions than we have problems. So hop on the phone, get on the website. God is a big God and does amazing things and has good things for you. Yes, and we have a special guest. And we have Todd Hampson. And I'm telling you, this guest is awesome. Because a lot of you out there have questions about end times. Oh, what's going to happen? And you say, and everybody tells you something different. It's just your brain is scrambled. You're going to unscramble your brain when you watch our guest, because he really deals with a guide to the end times. So you don't have to be scrambled. You say, well, well, I agree. <laughs> yes, I believe you will be agreeable, because what he talks about, the end is here, near, definitely going to happen some point in the future. When is it? And he deals with those very things. So I think this will be an awesome, awesome time for you and it would be good if you just take a minute call friends yeah and say hey watch this program get some answers for the time that we are in and may these times be very profitable we're so excited and we want you to come with us to egypt in the fall oh my goodness egypt what are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile cruise. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? <gasps> it could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you, and we want you to come with us. Plus, Mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do. And that's powerful in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors. And we're going to have a ministry training school. And the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see. And I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today. You say, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. We're going to put you on a list where we pray. Because you have a rich heavenly father. And he can make a way for you to go. And God needs you in Egypt. Do you ever feel like your brain is a scrambled egg? Especially when you get into prophetic things. You think, oh God, could you simplify this? Could you help me? And everybody says we're in end times. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean I have to quit eating? Does that mean I, what, what does it really mean? And so we have such a special guest today. And look at this, Todd, you are wonderful. <laughs> Todd Hampson is here with us. But he has a, a non-profit's guide to the end times. So you say, does he make it simple? Yeah, he makes it relate to where you live. And he has pictures in the book. So we're so delighted you're here. Thank you so we're much. We're looking forward to this time with you. And you will love today. You know, um, non-profit. 
So I always think like, you know, P-R-O-F-I-T. Right. This is P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And uh, Todd, this is phenomenal. What, what made you get into this? You know, I, I have a background as an animator and an illustrator, and I have always wanted to write and that kind of thing, but, and I also always had an interest in Bible prophecy ever since I was saved at 13. One of the things that convinced me that the Bible was the Word of God was fulfilled Bible prophecy. So th those have always been passions of mine. And I also know it's a tough topic that even a lot of believers are confused by or intimidated right. by or it's scary. So I thought by using some humor with this goofy character, the nonprofit. Um, so he's the nonprofit. He gets prophecy wrong and he's a terrible businessman. So he's the nonprofit on two levels. Um, but using him as kind of comedy relief to disarm the subject a little bit and also to sprinkle artwork throughout the book that kind of guides the reader through and holds their attention. That was kind of the goal. No. And I think this is really important because we don't need to be ignorant of this time. That's right. And I think there are so many different voices. We think, well, yeah. who's right? That's right. You know, and they all say they do it biblically. Yeah. But I really believe you do it biblically. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's excellent. So I just encourage you, you know, today, of course, to call in your prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you. We don't counsel, but we love to pray. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as you're listening, be sure you get the book. And I like what you say here, Bible prophecy for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would say you're not a prophet, but you're profitable. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And um, so when you started working on this, uh, content-wise, mm -hmm. how, how, how did you start to get your arms around prophecy and sure. times prophecy the way i approached it was almost like a missionary would the mission field you know and the mission being my generation you know most christians are like i said confused by bible prophecy and right. confused by the competing voices and don't even know where to start so i wanted to write a systematic book that started with the simple question what is bible prophecy all the way through the different end time views, the signs of the times, and how it applies to our life today. So it really is a, it's really systematic theology, sneaking, I snuck systematic theology in there with a with bunch pictures. of, with pictures, <laughs> yeah. so people don't realize it's systematic theology. But the real goal was that by the time they get to the end of the book, they do feel like they have a grip on the subject right. and really do understand it. And even if they don't understand all of it, at least they, they have a better foundation and they know what areas they want to study personally. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, when you started working on this, did you sense God kind of leading and like breathing on it? How did you How did you feel on that? Absolutely. You know, you know, you and I have been talking about just the the process of writing and 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 the importance of spending time with the Lord first, and not we we talked about how like a lot of times we tend we can easily let our study for our book replace our time with the Lord, but we can't do that. We mm -hmm. really need to spend that time with the Lord. Uh, get in his word, let the Holy Spirit guide us. And when I get in the creative process and I'm writing, there, there comes a certain point where I can almost feel the Holy Spirit just guiding me. Like all of a sudden, phrases are coming together and ideas are coming together and, and things are falling into place that it's, it, it's, it's way beyond what I could do. So it's, I give all the credit to the Lord. He definitely guided me through writing the book. Yeah. So this is a book that the Holy Spirit really mm -hmm. mothered and taught. Oh, absolutely. From yeah. the from the initial idea and concept and passion to do the book to the doors that the Lord opened for the book to become a reality to actually writing the book. It's, uh, I've, I've never felt so called to any other project I've ever worked on as, as this book right here. 
Uh, and I feel like the Lord used all my past experiences and everything in this book. So it's really, really near and dear to my heart. Yep. I would encourage you to hop on the phone, uh, get on the website, and grab, grab a copy today right now of the Nonprofit's Guide to End Times. And this is a phenomenal resource. And I'll just tell you flat out, when I first picked it up, I was like way skeptical. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and then I started reading, I was like, huh, well, there you go. And it kept drawing me in and in and in. And, I, and you know, sometimes I get all these competing theories and ideas, and I'm like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's confusing. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he helps me walk through that with tremendous clarity mm. and very, very accessible. Not like the over-the-top, scholarly, can't get, get your mind around it. It's very, very relevant. So hop on the phone, get on the website, answer a boatload of questions for you on the end times. Mm -hmm. And when you wrote this, or when you write this, what do you say to the people who say, well, you know, Jesus is coming, right? And right. we've been saying that for 2,000 years. Right. So walk us through night. How's that relevant to yeah, today? How's that relevant today? That's a great question. And <laughs> what's funny is a lot of people that I talk to when I talk about we're in the end times, they say people have been saying that forever. And what they really mean is since the 70s when Hal Lindsey wrote The Late Great Planet Earth. So that's kind of a short time span, you know. But what a lot of people don't realize or have kind of shied away from is that Israel becoming a nation again is, big. is the super sign of that we are in the end times. Now, that doesn't mean we go setting dates or picking dates or, you know, hunkering down and storing up ammo and food and not doing ministry. Right. You know, God wants us to, you know, I'm studying First and Second Thessalonians right now, and the whole way that all that's written is we need to keep working hard while we wait with an eye to the sky. Exactly. Um, so that's the attitude we should have. Plan like he's not coming in our lifetime, but live like he could come today, you know, is, is what I like to tell people. Um, but I, in the book, I present the various views, you know, and I, like you said, I, tr I tried really hard not to be sensationalistic and just really stick to what does the Bible say and really build it as a tool that people can grab a hold of. Well, and people disagree on things and so this is mm -hmm. a big deal you know people oh, yeah. say you know well you believe he's coming before you believe he's coming in the middle yeah. and so it can be a divisional that's right point and that breaks my heart it does yeah. mine too yeah. and so i think this is very important thank you you know and so i encourage you again you know you say well i don't want my brain to be scrambled it won't be <laughs> <laughs> it won't be and i i like how you illustrate it that's really good. So where are we now? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. And as I said, and you have something on the Lord's Feast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Interesting. That's exciting study. Yeah. yeah. And the geopolitical signs. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I think this is a book you will want, but I wouldn't get just one. I'd get <laughs> four or five because, you know, I don't want to argue with people. I don't want to be rude, crude, and uncouth. <laughs> but at the same time, we need to be biblical. Mm -hmm. And this will help you be loving and biblical. Mm -hmm. You say, can I be both? Oh, yeah. Get the book. Yeah. And, of course, leave us your prayer request. <laughs> Todd, what would you say in terms of, like, being afraid of the end times? Yeah. That's the that's re response I get from a lot of people is it really is scary. I mean, you read some of the judgments in Revelation, and it is really scary. It is. And, and I, in the book I talk about, I, I come from the pre-trib perspective that we're raptured prior to the tribulation, but I also highlight in there the importance of unity in the body of Christ and that there are smart people that hold different views and that we should not divide, but we should unite on this. Um, 
But whether what, whichever view you hold, the reason we should not fear is that God is sovereign. You know, the, the biggest thing of fulfilled Bible prophecy shows that when God says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. He's sovereign. He's in control, ultimately, whether it's of world conditions or the, event, the particular events of your life. You know, he is sovereignly in control of that. So the more we trust him and lean into him, the better off we are. Um, and the whole purpose of it is not to cause fear, but to show that one day God is going to set everything straight. He's going to right all wrongs, and we get to be with him in eternity forever. So, I mean, you know, we need to, I think the enemy has kind of leveraged the, the, the negative things or the scary things to make us fearful and stay away from the topic. But what I found when I study it is I become more hopeful I become more joyous and I become more excited about what the Lord's going to do in the future. And it helps me remember this isn't our home, you know, that we are going to be Temporary. in heaven with him forever. We are representatives here for the kingdom and we're to be working hard while we wait for him to return. And I know that that's super important for you, that we are waiting with anticipation for Jesus. Do you tend to avoid studying books of the Bible like Revelation and Ezekiel? Does it feel like words such as rapture and apocalypse fly right over your head? You're not alone. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you The Nonprofit's Guide to End Times by writer and artist Todd Hampson. Through this book, you'll be blessed and entertained in a meaningful way with engaging illustrations and down-to-earth explanations that will help you navigate the ins and outs of Bible prophecy. We will also send you Marilyn's book, Unraveling Revelation, where you'll experience a step-by-step -step tour of the seven main events and places in Revelations, and The Final Hour, which will help you discover the knowledge of the end times available to you through the scriptures. For your gift of $69 or more, we will include our wooden art piece featuring 2 Corinthians 2 14. This decorative wall hanging is a beautiful reminder that God always causes you to triumph. There's no better time to grasp God's plan for the future and for you. Call or click today to receive this enlightening resource. We're so happy to have Todd Hampson with us. And Todd, you know, you were talking about fear mm -hmm. and that God is sovereign. Right. And that one day, one time, God's going to right all the wrongs. Yeah. Um, and I think we get to live with God in eternity. One of the things I think helps with fear is that if you think, it says in First John, perfect love casts out mm. fear. And if God is love, yeah. then when we're with God, God casts out the fear and we don't have to be afraid of what's coming because God is sovereign, all-powerful, and God is love. If God was not love, then we have a lot to right. be afraid of. Exactly. Yeah. Woo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to encourage you, if you're afraid right now, 
And I don't think you necessarily have to be afraid of like the end times. Sometimes we're afraid of, of what a diagnosis from a doctor. Sometimes we're afraid of something from our, we heard from our kids or from our mate or bad news at work or we just, maybe we're scared because we just kind of, and we have panic and anxiety in our hearts. I just want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind mm -hmm. hop on the phone get on the website we love to pray for you and we know that god answers prayer and todd you know in your nonprofit's guide to end times great mm -hmm. great book <laughs> so bible content stuff where do you draw all of this from in various parts of the bible sure that's a great question i mean a lot of the old testament contains prophecy and of course revelation and even you know a lot of books in the new testament jesus's olivet discourse exactly. and that kind of thing but with this book, I know that could be overwhelming. So I was like, all right, for someone who's new to the topic, what are the, you know, what are two or three primary areas that I can encourage them to study? And what I picked was the book of Daniel, the Olivet Discourse, and the book of Revelation. Um, a lot of times in seminaries, the book of Daniel is taught right alongside of Revelation. And, and actually, I think one of the reasons people are so confused by Revelation is because they don't have the context of the book of Daniel. Um, in Revelation, there's 404 verses, but there's over 800 references to the Old Testament. And the book of Daniel in particular sets the framework that Revelation sits in. And then, of course, Jesus, the Olivet Discourse, which is Matthew 24, Mark 13, and uh, Luke 21, is uh, really his end-time teaching. And it's the second longest recording teaching, teaching of Jesus in the New Testament. So it obviously is very important. Um, and another cool thing with that is, you know, you're talking about fear, and I was thinking about this, seeing what's going on in the world was really the primary thing that led me to writing the book. Like I was sharing with you that I felt like in 2014, 2015, things were just getting so crazy, like we can either live in fear or we can look to see what Scripture says about the times we're living mm -hmm. in. And uh, one prophecy expert often says, things are not falling apart, they're falling into place. So even though things in the world are getting scary, you know, and, and your viewers may be thinking of their kids or grandkids and what kind of world they're coming into, um, you know, that, that obviously in our humanness, that can be fearful. But when we realize, and, and this is why the, the study of prophecy is so beautiful, when we realize that things are not falling apart, they're falling into place, and things in the world are lining up with what Scripture said in the end times, we can be encouraged and we can look, look to the future and we can have hope. Um, so that's, it's a weird dichotomy, a weird, weird tension of seeing the scary things in the world, but living fearlessly because we know that God's got his hand on the wheel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the book of Daniel. Oh, yeah. I think it's just kind of a picture book. And so I like the way you refer to Daniel <laughs> Thank you. because it's kind of, how do I want to say it? Because it's people involved and we're people mm -hmm. and it helps me know how much God cares about us. Yeah. But also, Daniel had uh, good friends. Mm -hmm. He had good faith friends. Yeah. And I think it's good that we get with faith people. Because otherwise, if you watch the news, it can just put you under. Yeah. But if you read the word, it can put you over. Absolutely. And I believe you can change the news. Mm. I really do. Amen. So I watch it when I do my exercise. <laughs> you know, so I'm doing two things at the same time. But this, this will be a great blessing to you. So please call us with your prayer requests. We don't counsel, but we'd love to pray with you. 
And, you know, I think we need to make our children, our grandchildren, aware of what's cooking. You know, well, you say, I don't know what's cooking. That's why you need the book. <laughs> and uh, when, you, when you've written this, and what's some of the, like, feedback you've had from people who have gone through this? That's been really interesting because, you know, when you write a book or produce animation, you're, you're behind the scenes and you don't really get to see the front line, like how yeah. it's used and stuff. Yeah. So I love when I go to a conference or get an email and somebody shares with me how, how it's being used. I've had people buy 10 copies and give it away to family and friends for Christmas or birthdays. Um, there's actually a chapter towards the end that actually presents the gospel, how to receive Christ. And there's a, there's a blurb in the early chapter that basically says, if you don't know Christ, please go to this chapter first before you read the rest of this. So, and, and we found that non-believers are reading the book. We found that people that have never touched Bible prophecy before are reading the book and loving it. And, and like you said, all age groups from, I, I, I like to say 8 to 80, but I would say probably middle school to 80. Um, people, a very broad spectrum of people using it. One guy even came to a conference and shared with me that he has a ministry to troubled teens who are in and out of jail. And mm. he, he said they love sensational things. He said, we don't, we don't even have to get sensational. We got the Bible. There's some <laughs> sen sensational stuff in it. They love learning about the end times and that, all, that Jesus is going to make everything right at some point. So he's using it in his, you know, teen prison ministry, so to speak. So just a lot of stories like that, all kinds of different ways that I didn't even plan that obviously God had a, had a purpose for. Um, and I love hearing those stories. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and one of the things that's helpful in this is the dude, and we talked about this earlier on, the mm -hmm. nonprofit guy. Yeah. Right? So help, help us understand who is that guy and what, what's, a, what's his function in here? Yeah, so he... I came up with the idea for this character several years before the book, and it was the, I thought it'd be funny to have a guy called the nonprofit because he tells people stuff after it's already happened, but he's proclaiming it like it's something new. Um, and also, he asks them to borrow five bucks before they leave because he's always broke. He can't. He doesn't make a good living, and he has all these goofy, you know, micro business ideas that never take off. So. He's the nonprofit on two levels. He's a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that would just be a funny comic strip. But then when the idea for this book came up, I thought that's kind of how most people feel is like they're confused by it. They don't quite understand it. So I thought, and also it is, can be an intimidating or scary topic to some people. So I thought, why don't we use him as kind of comedy relief to make it even poke fun at our own Christian culture a little bit, you know, have fun with it. And, and uh, you know, talk about some of those things, but use him and comic strips and, and comical artwork, along with some really non-comical but easy-to-understand charts and graphs to kind of carry the reader through the book to where, whether they read it systematically or just flip it open to a page, that graphic, and this has been confirmed by tons of people who have read it, it just pulls them into that chapter and then they want to see what another chapter says and another chapter. So it's, it's not a hard read. It's really something you can leave lying around your house and people will pick up and skim through and then want to read the whole thing. That is cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think there are people who are watching right now that maybe are backslidden sure. or really have never received Christ. Yeah. So I think it would be good if we joined hands and prayed Absolutely. with those people. So mm -hmm. if you're watching right now and you say, oh, I'm not right with God. I've never known Jesus or I have but, you know, I'm not living that way. So pray with me. Say, Father, I know that you love me. I'm not an accident. I'm a divine appointment. Mm. So I repent of all my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me 
and arose from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You mm. say, well, that's so simple. I know he did the hard part. Mm. <laughs> it is. We just have him in our life. And, you know, I'm 88, so I got born again when I was 16, and I've had the most miraculous life, unbelievable, and still are. Mm -hmm. People say, when are you going to retire? I say, I am. What do you mean you're retired? You travel all the time. I said, I'm doing what I like. Retiring is doing what you like. That's right. So I'm just eager for you to call in uh, again and get several books and pass them on. Books are missionaries. They will work while you sleep. So let God be very wonderful and dynamite in your life. Don't just say, oh, this is just another program. No, this is another divine appointment for you. And I'm so glad that you are involved. And I'm so glad you're going to be a missionary for God. You're going to get the book, and you're going to pass it on, honey. Pass it on. Do you tend to avoid studying books of the Bible like Revelation and Ezekiel? Does it feel like words such as rapture and apocalypse fly right over your head? You're not alone. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you The Nonprofit's Guide to End Times by writer and artist Todd Hampson. Through this book, you'll be blessed and entertained in a meaningful way with engaging illustrations and down-to-earth explanations that will help you navigate the ins and outs of Bible prophecy. We will also send you Marilyn's book, Unraveling Revelation, where you'll experience a step-by-step -step tour of the seven main events and places in Revelations, and The Final Hour, which will help you discover the knowledge of the end times available to you through the scriptures. For your gift of $69 or more, we will include our wooden art piece featuring 2 Corinthians 2 14. This decorative wall hanging is a beautiful reminder that God always causes you to triumph. There's no better time to grasp God's plan for the future and for you. Call or click today to receive this enlightening resource. I love this, that the Lord wants truth in here. You know, we're not just talking about brain, <laughs> brain rain. We're talking about Holy Spirit rain in our hearts and said, in the end of men, he will make me to know wisdom. So I think it's very important that we ask for God's wisdom. Amen. So would you like to pray for that especially? I would love to, absolutely. Good. Yes. Lord, I pray for the audience right now. Um, God, I just pray that every single person listening and watching this would obtain that wisdom, would dive into the Word of God, and that the Holy Spirit would open God's Word up to them. I pray that they would understand Bible prophecy like never before and be able to apply it to their life in a real and concrete way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And you know, Todd, I love what you did in your book. I love that you made it relevant, accessible, and uh, you can totally, totally get into it without like all kinds of intimidating stuff. <laughs> and one of the things I think is a final takeaway I just encourage you is Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. No matter what's happening in the world, no matter the end times, where we're at in history, what's going on, whatever the news is, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And as we keep our focus zeroed in on Jesus, then our faith grows, our fears decrease, 
and our confident security in who God is and God's sovereignty and the goodness of God, God is loving, that we have hope in a future and good things in front of us. So God bless you. Hebrews 12 verse 2, let's keep our eyes on Jesus.